I got a call last night at about 1130. Um, the officer presented all the information, all the facts as to why they believe they have probable cause for right. DUI. I agreed with them, and they were then given a search warrant to draw the person's blood. So, yes, we do get calls in the middle of the night <laughs> as judges. <laughs> Welcome to the Inside Perry podcast, where you get an inside look at Perry, Georgia's local government. We're glad you chose Perry, where people make the difference. Whether you stay a few hours or a lifetime, your time in Perry will be rewarding and unforgettable. I'm Amber Garrett, communications specialist for the city of Perry. The Perry Municipal Court provides adjudication of municipal citations in a prompt, fair, and respectful manner. While the majority of the court's docket concerns the disposition of motor vehicle citations, the court also hears other misdemeanor and city code violation cases. The court recognizes the interest of the citizens of Perry, Georgia in the enforcement of local laws, but also recognizes the interest of defendants in receiving fair treatment and due process of law. Today, we're speaking with Chief Municipal Court Judge, Judge James Freeman. Welcome to the Inside Perry Podcast. Well, thank you. It's glad to be here. Yes, glad to have you. So to kick things off, um, tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll get into kind of what Municipal Court does. Uh, James Freeman. I was born and raised in Macon. I'm an attorney with an office in Macon, and I work part-time as the Chief Judge here at the Municipal Court actually just celebrated uh, four years since I was sworn in um, back in 2018. Great. And Just kind of tell us what kind of cases the municipal court handles. We handle misdemeanor cases that occur inside the city of Perry city limits. But if it's a misdemeanor uh, and certain city ordinance cases, uh, including code enforcement cases, those will come before us in the municipal court. Give us an example of what a misdemeanor might look like. What What is that? So misdemeanor, there in the criminal world, you have misdemeanors and felonies. Misdemeanors can only be punished by up to 12 months in jail is the maximum that can be sentence that can be imposed on a misdemeanor. That's the first definition. So a felony can incur jail for a year or more. That's the first distinction. The other has to do with basically the level of criminal uh, activity when you're talking about a crime. So we handle a lot of traffic citation cases. We handle simple possession of marijuana less than an ounce. We do handle the code enforcement cases. And again, city ordinance, uh, those ordinances that have laws that have been passed by the city council, we enforce those as well. That's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. lot. (laughs) Um, So going off of that, what is an arraignment? So the first stage after a person receives typically a a citation, um, say they were stopped for speeding or something like that, they're given a court date where they have an arraignment. Arraignment is simply where you are formally notified of what the charges against you are, and you're given the opportunity to enter a plea, either guilty or not guilty. On an arraignment day, we typically have people who have decided they want to either more time to talk to an attorney or to possibly contest their case, um, possibly have a trial, those people would plead not guilty and would be given a trial date in the future. Some of those cases get resolved in that interim time. Some of those actually we get to hear a trial where I sit as the judge and the prosecution and police present their side and the defendant, the accused, has the opportunity to either present evidence or not. But at an arraignment, typically we have people there that want an opportunity to talk to a prosecutor, find out if there's 
any kind of plea bargain that can be offered. Um, a lot of times it gives a person a chance to explain their situation or provide additional information. If they decide to enter a guilty plea, mm-hmm. um, then I would impose the sentence. And I generally follow the recommendation that the prosecution have given that the person has agreed to. Those sentences can vary as, right. uh, you know, different amounts of fines, right. different amount of probation, community service. In certain cases, like DUIs, there's mandatory jail time for certain levels of mm-hmm. DUIs and that kind of thing. Let, let's say I have to go to court. What can I expect on my court date? So when we start court, the first thing we do is you're going to check in with one of our city, uh, with our court clerks. They check in. They make sure you're there on the right day. Make sure your charges are there. Again, they ask if this is something where you want to try and deal with it that day or you want time to prepare for a trial. Generally speaking, they'll talk to a prosecutor. We play a little video where you're informed of what your rights are, your right to go to trial, right to have an attorney, right to have an attorney appointed if you can't afford one. And then I call people to the stand. Usually I've got some recommendations by then from the clerk. I advise them of what they're charged with, advise them of the recommendation, ask if that's how they want to plea, if that's how they want the case resolved. And then I tell them what the sentence is. Some people are able to pay that day. Some people need additional time. And what we generally do is give some probation where they're given a period of time to pay and a pay schedule. So what happens if I can't pay all of my fines? Will I go to jail? No, we don't put people in jail (laughs) because you can't pay. Uh, In fact, I have a standing order in my court that anyone who can't pay a fine can work community service. Okay. Um, What we do again, like I say, we put them on probation where probation can monitor that process. We tell them how long it is. Certain fines require you to be on probation for six months or for 12 months. Other cases are ones that I make sentence 12 months, but as soon as it's paid or it's worked out in community service, the probation ends and they're done. So what happens if I miss my court date? That sometimes happens. (laughs) Usually a letter is sent out and notice that you've missed your court date. Mm -hmm. Some people, that's not enough to get them back to court. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, in some cases, we have to do what's called a bench warrant, where I have to sign a warrant for your arrest because you've missed court and you should have been there. And then people get arrested and I have to handle their case at that point. Would you just tell us a little bit about the different kinds of pleas? I talked a little bit about a not guilty plea and a guilty plea. Mm -hmm. Obviously, not guilty means you're contesting the charge um, and you may be heading to trial. Guilty means you've accepted the charge or the charge offer that's been given by the prosecution. There's also what's called a no-low plea. It's no-low contender, which means no contest. So technically speaking, you are not contesting the charge, as you would with a not guilty, and you're not admitting to the charge as you would with a guilty plea. It's in between. Mm -hmm. No low pleas are a special kind of plea that can only be entered in certain cases. What we use no low pleas for in my court is there are certain charges that if you pled guilty, you would likely have your license suspended. Mm -hmm. By entering a no low plea, if it's available to you, you can avoid that license suspension part of dealing with this citation. So you could plead instead of pleading guilty and your license getting suspended for another 12 months. A no-low plea may allow you to keep your license or at least possibly get it reinstated without that additional 12 months. And our goal is to get everybody on the street legal. Right. Right. Yep. That's the goal. If I have a citation, can I pay it without appearing in court? Certain citations require a person to appear in court. They're usually... uh, 
more serious citations, but a large number of our cases can be handled without going to court. In those situations, you can call the, you can always call the clerk's office and they can advise you if your case requires you to appear or if it can simply be paid. So does someone need to hire an attorney? And if they do, what happens if they can't afford one? So everyone has the right to an attorney. We have a form that can be filled out with the clerk where you can apply to have an attorney appointed on your case if you cannot afford to hire an attorney. Many people avail themselves of an attorney for a small citation, but especially a larger citation, it's common that people seek an attorney. You see attorneys a lot of times on DUI cases, Mm -hmm. on suspension of license, on marijuana, those Mm -hmm. that have greater consequences than just a small slice on the wrist, so to speak. So, Judge Freeman, what happens when somebody violates their probation? So, probation is a privilege not to be in jail, is how that is viewed. And if you break the law, if you are on a drug charge, for instance, and fail a drug test, if you don't report to your probation, if you don't do your community service or make your payments like you're supposed to, the probation officer is going to bring that person back to court in front of me to discuss that. My goal is is always to try and just get a person back in compliance, doing what they're supposed to do. But unfortunately, the nature of it is Mm -hmm. sometimes punishment is what's required. Right. Fun question here. Have you ever received a phone call in the middle of the night? For DUI search warrants. Okay. Um, This is a relatively new development for our police department. Uh, It's something we've done with the state court or the magistrate court judges in the past. The city of Perry judges have just taken on this responsibility. So these generally happen at night Mm -hmm. for DUI stops. It could be middle of the day. But if an officer performs a DUI stop, part of that may involve when they are arrested telling a person that they want to do a test of either their blood, breath, or urine Mm -hmm. to determine if there's alcohol or drugs in their system. There's what's called implied consent, which means by virtue of driving on the road, you have implicitly consented to that type of test. And so the person has read what's called the implied consent warning and then asked if they will voluntarily take that test. If they refuse, under the law, their license is suspended for 12 months. But the officer is then left without enough evidence in some cases to prosecute the case. Mm -hmm. The solution that the police have found is that they can go to a judge and instead of having the person voluntarily give that information, they can show that they have probable cause to search this person. And in this case, it's for a blood draw. And so I got a call last night at about 1130. Um, The officer presented all the information, all the facts as to why they believe they have probable cause for DUI. I agreed with them and they were then given a search warrant to draw the person's blood. So yes, we do get calls in the middle of the night (laughs) as judges. Perry Municipal Court hearings are held on the first and third Wednesday of each month at the Perry Event Center located at 1121 Macon Road in Perry, Georgia. By visiting our website, you can check your court date, pay citations, view the court calendar, and more. Thanks for listening to Inside Perry, your inside look at Perry's local government. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's episode. If you like Inside Perry, we encourage you to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and family. We look forward to seeing you around in our amazing community where Georgia comes together.